The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. It is the Anton Savage Show live from our Cork studio here at the Republic of Work because it is the Cork Jazz Festival and of course Cork is the greatest place that has uh, ever existed both the county and then the apogee of all things wonderful is the city and never shall a city be even compared to etc uh, etc et this I am paraphrasing what I believe Ty Kiki is like to say comedian Ty Kiki is uh, with us Ty proud Corkman born bred yeah yeah course. bred uh, we're going to start with the accent here's Tommy Tiernan's theories it's a hard one to penetrate the Cork accent, you know. As you welcome your boy, you know. <laughs> welcome to Cork. Where are you from yourself? Like, where, where are you from? <laughs> well, the best thing about being from Cork is, like, you know, no matter where you are in the city, you can always walk around, you see. The whole, what do we do if the president is ever from there? Can you imagine the holy mortifying shame of it? Can you imagine addressing the United Nations? I'm the president of Ireland. Uh, <laughs> and more importantly... <laughs> I'm from Cork. And, uh... Apologies about that, Ty. The <laughs> accent, is Tommy right? That it's incredible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like it's got this lovely little sing-song kind of thing to it, do you know, which I think is beautiful. Like, do you think? Of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The thing that I, I notice, though, is it, it tends to wane the further you get from the county. When you, when you take a Cork person from Cork, I always notice this with Matt Cooper. He doesn't seem as Corky when he's away from Cork. But like, he gets more Cork when he comes back. But when I'm talking to him, then he ups the Cork thing. So, like, you'd get a lot of... I think, like, most Cork people I know, for instance, who are in Dublin, are all trying to get back to Cork. So when they meet you, like, they kind of up the Cork thing and the, the accent gets more musical... And they spend a lot of their time on Daft. Um, they they go to the one or two pubs in Dublin that sort of beamish. Um, and they're, I think like their bodies have left. Like I've got a mate who left Cork about 20 years ago for Dublin and he's on Daft the whole time trying to get back. Like <laughs> <laughs> His body's in Dublin but his mind is still in Cork. You see the beamish thing, there's an example of it. Let's be clear, beamish is just stout. It's like Waterford with the blast. It's just Bread, lads. I mean, let's let's uh, call a spade a spade. It's just stout. It's oh, not really. That's any. a horrible theory. That's, no, 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 no. Like I don't drink anymore now for for reasons I can't get into on morning radio. But like back in the day, Guinness, Guinness just tastes like chemicals, and Murphy's is like cork reaching out to Guinness. It's kind of going, look, we'll do our version of Guinness. We'll do it better, and then Beamish's is just its own thing completely. It's oh, so even within Cork, this is like Northside, Southside, Dublin. There is a stout split between oh, Murphy's totally, and Beamish. Yeah, yeah, I'd be Beamish all the way. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of got a more unique kind of. It's a challenging taste, which I, there's a bit of spite in it. <laughs> there's a bit of spite. <laughs> in it. Well, Cork is is run by spite. Like, <laughs> it's a reason why Dublin, for instance, Dublin can't get its head round Roy Keane. Like, we, you don't, just don't understand him. But we totally get it because, like, he's fueled on spite. So, like, his whole career is based on the fact that when he was a young fella, he felt that he wasn't getting as many opportunities in the Ireland underage teams because he was from Cork. <laughs> <laughs> and that right up to Alex Ferguson, this is the thing that has propelled his career. Like, and I love that. I just think that's so lovely. So do you believe that there is a sense in Cork that Cork people don't get what is rightfully theirs by virtue of their Cork heritage? Like my partner said this morning that there was an orange warning in Kerry last night. And I said, what about Cork? It's, <laughs> your, your, <laughs> your initial reaction is like, what about Cork? But no, but seriously though, Dublin has created the Cork monster because you don't take us seriously. You're laughing at us and we know you're laughing and we laugh back but secretly we're seething <laughs> <laughs> and we're plotting. And I think it is Dublin's fault. Like anytime I've ever been to an audition in Dublin, they always say like, say it could be an audition at two o'clock in the day and they're like, oh my God, did you come up today? Like, 
you know, as if it's like Canada or something, you know, like it's two and a half hours up the motorway, like you don't visit and you've left us to our own devices, we've become this very bitter But you insist enclave. on overblowing things. I mean, uh, to devil's advocate slightly, you have two roundabouts and you name both of them. And you gave them both the same name. Like, we've loads of roundabouts. You, you, it, it's, it's, you're, you're milking too much of what you have. I remember a guy at one stage saying, I was talking about the Dublinport Tunnel, he was an engineer on it, and I said, will it be like the Jack Lynch Tunnel? And he said, ah, glorified culvert. Oh, my sweet Lord. Yeah, but like, I would pop back to you there that like there's versions of the English market popping up in Dublin all the time but there's nothing like the English market Do you know so I think you're trying to kind of you look around in Cork and you're like I'm not quite sure what they're doing but we're going to try and match it and it doesn't quite happen but then as I was saying to you earlier there's this beautiful thing in Cork where we are we do feel that we're better than everyone else because we've got massive egos, but we've got a lovely little thing as well called low self-esteem that underpins it. <laughs> and it's that magic kind of dichotomy that makes us who we are. Because we we kind of don't like ourselves as well, but we won't let you know that. Do you know what I mean? It's like family, you know, the way like we're very protective of each other. We'll criticise each other, but God help you if you criticise us like, no, we won't take it. Yeah, I, I noticed even when I joked about the, the Jack Lynch tunnel, th- there was a mild flash across your face of... of I suppose dissatisfaction is the nice term to put it, but maybe defensiveness is another way to go. It it felt this was not a good place to go and I shouldn't go back there. What do you mean? <laughs> so if you are being critical then, what do you see as the issues and problems? In Cork? Uh-huh. I won't be telling you. <laughs> um, yeah, well, like, you know, we're, like everyone, wherever else in Ireland, we're slow to kind of get things done, you know. Like there's things that need to be done in the city centre that should be done and... Flood prevention. You're always flooding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a group called Save Cork City. Big shout out to those guys. They've got like an extremely uh, nuanced plan backed up by economists and architects from Europe about how to really restore the old historic site of the city and bring investment in. The council's very slow to do things about it. I think you get that everywhere, though. But then again, I probably would I would say that, that it's not a unique Cork problem. But uh, yeah, I love it. Guys, just visit. And Patrick Street as well is a great street. It is. And I, I, I know I know this may be high risk because this is a bit like Alan Partridge and the pedestrianisation of Norwich City <laughs> Centre. But as far as I can see, tentatively as an outsider, the pedestrianisation seems to have improved a it's lot. Brilliant. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's lovely. It's brilliant. Yeah. And I think what's really beautiful about it as well is that like it's it's obviously one of the drunkest cities in the world, uh, the drunkest streets, I suppose. And yet the father of temperance, the statue of Father Matthew, he's the temperance priest, he stands at the top of it. You should check him out later. Is that who's there? I didn't realise he was there. Yeah, yeah. Explain to me the sport thing because you mentioned Roy Keane. What is it about the Cork capacity to generate Olympians and high quality uh, sports people? Or is it just that you make more of the ones you have so we notice them more? Ah, stop. Come on. That's totally unfair. Like, look at like Roy Keane, Dennis Irwin in the same era, like. So they're two superstars known from Dublin. Um. Sonia Sullivan, obviously. The roar is there recently. I think it's like, because I'd even think of myself, Rob you're Everton, kind of... We have to give Rob... Rob, geez, yeah, Rob yeah. Legend. Like, because I think our mentality is Terrible. like, do it for Cork. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, the list does go on, so you're, you're quite entitled. We're kind of doing it for Cork first and we're kind of pulling on the green jersey as a kind of a, look, we'll toe the line for now. So you're kind of really doing it for your city and it's that, again, it's that beautiful stubborn... I think we're the kind of Michael Jordan 
of Irish counties. Do you? Yes. All the, straight to Jordan. Yeah. Not just because we're so amazing, but because, again, back to that thing, if you said I couldn't do it, now I'm going to do it. You know, the way Jordan kind of makes up enemies in his head. I took that personally. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, if you're not criticising us, we'll imagine you are. <laughs> and we'll go out and do it in spite But you. I get the sense, though, that it isn't that Cork regards itself as better than the rest of the country. It's that Cork regards itself as better than Dublin. It seems to be a very specific resentment of not being the capital. Oh, it is, yeah. It is. Oh, it's always... And in fact, when you're talking about Cork as a county, I'm not thinking about the other counties. Like, I'm thinking of, you know, how we are in opposition to Dublin. But again, it's it's you did that to us, though, because you hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't take us seriously. You mock... Not you personally, no, Ant. I'm not going to go with you. I can't even imagine the texts that are coming in. I'm already regretting this whole item. <laughs> <laughs> devil's advocate it's just being devil's advocate I don't think this is fair though I think there is a great level of respect and admiration for sure look don't we populate West Cork the dubs us and the Germans oh yeah that's great but sure that we don't want any of that like it's the kind of like I think Mario Rosenstock big fan loved the guy I think he did a lot of damage you know his Roy Keane impression set us back I think 20 years um, you laughed that bit harder and then we got that little bit sadder. sadder. <laughs> I have to say, I still think Mario doing Roy Keane to oh, Roy Keane. Oh, it's incredible. Keane. The guts. <laughs> Can you imagine sitting in the same room and doing an impression of him to his face? And I've been in a room with him and, oh my God, intimidating. He's gladiatorial, like he, the way he holds his back. I saw him going for a pee and even going for a pee the way he holds him, he holds himself like a gladiator. It's, it was, it was beautiful. Let me just check that I have this right. According to you, Roy Keane pees like a gladiator, like an absolute gladiator. I this was... has been worth the price of admission alone, Tyke. <laughs> that revelation. I was in a pool room with him, and I followed him into the toilet because I thought it was, it was just incumbent on me to kind of say something like "Well done" or "I love you" or something. And then he just kind of, he just kind of glanced backwards with a face that said, "Don't speak to me at this moment." above any other moments and then I left. I, I'm reluctant to follow this down any further but I, I feel I must. If you were in a pool room with them why did you think the moment to say well done was in the gents bathroom and not in the pool room? He was with his mates and I was with my mates and I froze when he came in because I mean I'm obsessed with him and then he went to the toilet and my mate said you should go in there now and, and talk. You should, like, there was about six of us. You should go in there and talk to him. And, and this seemed like a good idea. You thought the place to approach Roy Keane is in the toilet. He liked that. Well, again, big ego, low self-esteem. When the lad said it, that I should go in, I thought, oh, brilliant, I must be the best in the group. <laughs> and then I went into the toilet and he let me know that, that, I, that I should never speak to him. So explain this to me, right? If all that you say is true, and if you are Roy Keane, and if you have all the money in the world, because he has at least much of it, why doesn't he live in Cork? It would be too obvious, you know. <laughs> and also he doesn't like attention, so he probably gets less attention in the kind of, you know, suburbs of Manchester than he would here. So, yeah. But he's welcome back anytime, especially to my house. I will pass this on. He can visit your bathroom any moment that anytime, he wants. <laughs> and I won't ignore him. Uh, Tyg, it is lovely to see you. If, if people want to follow you on, obviously, the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is doing huge business. Yeah, thanks, man. And Twitter as well. And I, just a big shout out to Elon Musk. I, I think he's great if he verifies me. Do you? Good. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm delighted for you. And I hope that nice at some point there is a bathroom where you get to meet him as well. <laughs> the Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.